After almost nine months of a global pandemic and all that came with it, stay-at-home orders, job uncertainty and loss, sickness and death, rampant rises in isolation-triggered conditions like depression and anxiety, not to mention ever-clearer divides over race, class, and political party, people do not appear to be in the mood for more gloom when it comes to their 2020 Christmas movie-viewing habits. One only has to glance at the most-watched list on Netflix to confirm it. People want something comfy, light, and easy to watch this December. Classic movies like White Christmas and Elf, friendly baking shows from across the pond, and short, pithy animated specials dominate the top ten. And then there are the originals, A Christmas Prince, The Christmas Chronicles, A Night, spelled with a K, Before Christmas, starring Vanessa Hudgens, Princess Switch, starring two Vanessa Hudgenses, and Princess Switch, Switched Again, starring three Vanessa Hudgenses. After a sad year, folks are not looking for more sadness. Such was also the case in 1946, when Frank Capra released his now indelible Christmas movie into theaters. A brutal war had just ended, the economy was tanking and many feared a second Great Depression, and mental illness, partially due to so many struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder, was on the rise. People were simply not flocking into theaters to see a long, slow, melancholy look at a man's life wherein he contemplates suicide for much of the third act, and so the movie was a box office disappointment. But somehow, even though it went mostly forgotten for almost two decades after its initial release, the movie has prevailed in the culture holiday-themed or no, more than any other movie of its kind. And it's as vital in 2020 as it was in 1946. We're the two gomers, we're talking It's a Wonderful Life, and this is the series one finale of Perfect Movie. Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Stephen, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Merry Christmas, movie house! (laughs) Merry Christmas, podcast land! In jail. Go on home. They're waiting for you. This is, Dude, Merry, I mean, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. We'll get to this, but finally, you understand some of the references I've been making for the past 12 years. You probably understood all that stuff, right? It's just that yeah. you hadn't actually seen the movie. This movie is such a part of, and there's, I mean, we were just watching, there, there's, I think there's four Saturday Night Live skits. Yeah. Um, that parody SNL, you just showed me some of the, it's a wonderful Trump or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. This, this movie is so amazing. So parodyable. Yes. Definitely. Right. Like 
it is it is a snapshot in time for sure. It's just yeah. like you said in the cold open. It's post World War Two. Um, mm-hmm. I read this quote. Um, I think I put it actually. I put it on the Gomer One sheet. I read this quote that said, "Soldiers returned home, did two things, uh-huh. made lots of babies, and right? went to lots of movies." Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, the boomers, right? The product of the baby boomers. That's right. our parents. Yep. Right. Exactly. Um, so it's it's a snapshot in time. They talk about yes. it in the movie. Uh, yep. Frank Capra and Jimmy. James, Jimmy mm-hmm. Stewart, yeah, had just they were at war right. themselves, which I Not think Frank versus Jimmy, they were, right. they were in the war, <laughs> they were right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good point. I mean, there have been wars between directors and yeah, and oh. stars, right? Certainly, but not in Groundhog this case. Day. They had both actually returned from. I mean, Jimmy Stewart had just gotten back, right? He was he was a very recent returnee from yes. the war. Yeah. This is something that's so different than our time. Like right. everybody went, right? It yep. was like yeah. that was what, what you did. And and so th- that's why every movie then had something to do with the war, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because that, that was a massive shared experience. So even in this movie, you know, with Harry, his younger brother going to war, that's just like everybody knows what that means. Right. Um. And, and so it just, uh, I was thinking about that, like movies in the forties or movies made about the forties, like white Christmas are yep. just all about the war. Everybody knows that, that's a shared understanding mm-hmm. of like culture and life. And you really see it in this movie for sure. Right. I wonder if like 10 years from now, that'll be quarantine, you know, like, uh, yeah, I know. I was listening to this thing about like, how long does it take for uh, post disaster for that to start showing up in movies. Hmm. Um, and so like 9-11 took a couple years. Um, right, yep. But then it was like, okay, now we can make this uh, 9-11 movie with Nicolas Cage. That's fine, right? Yep. Like all of a sudden things happened. I think that United 93 movie actually pr- came out pretty quick. Um, okay. Uh, but the the I was listening to this on NPR. They're like, it, the pandemic... Um, with 9-11 people, there was curiosity about it, right? right. Yep. I wasn't there, and so I want to feel what it might have been like to be there. Mm-hmm. Everybody has been yes. in the pandemic, and so the theory is nobody is going to want to see any movies where everybody's wearing masks. <laughs> nobody's going to want to watch any shows about the right. pandemic because we all just want it. We've all lived it already. Sure. Nobody's interested in watching a movie about it. Sure. Combined with... The fact that we all live online now, we all watch everything online now. Right. We all right. watch what each other are doing now. Yeah. So it's like we're living through it in real time as opposed to yep. like but I still think though, yeah, there'll be it'll be a subject in movies. Right. You know what I mean? Like it'll it'll be something that comes up. Masks will be something that comes up. Definitely. Uh yeah. It, I agree. it is our lived experience. Yeah, and so I'm wondering how uh, you're you, when you're thinking about a movie like this or movies in the 40s, mm-hmm. how movies about 2020, <laughs> right? Yeah, how that because we all shared it, how it will be approached. Uh, I don't know, dude. I wonder. Um, and yeah, it'll be different for everybody too. Not different for everybody, oh, yeah. but it'll be polarizing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be ones like I mean, there'll be conspiracy ones. There are already ones like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you don't have to so. look far. They're already making those. Those usually come out pretty quick, the conspiracy movies. (laughs) Um, Okay, It's a Wonderful Life we're doing. Merry Christmas, everybody.
Mm-hmm. Anthony and I are fully into it. We have a we have our Christmas party tonight. Our Gomer, a, a Christmas evening with the Gomers tonight mm-hmm. on Zoom. We're prepping yep. for that. Um, both of us are doing a ton of other Christmassy stuff and other stuff. And so we're taking an hour and a half out to record our Insta Wonderful Life episode. Can we do some business right off the bat? We've got a lot to talk about with the movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's talk business first. You heard in the cold open, this is our series one finale. Mm, right. Um, so people just, if you're a Gomertron. Yeah. Did we do that launch? We did the launch on Gomertron, right? On the We're going to do it. That Yeah, we launch all of our movies on January 5th. Okay, great. So if you are not yet a Gomertron, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say you missed the Christmas party. It was amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fingers crossed it was amazing. Right. Yeah. Hopefully tech, everything will go great. I'm sure it will. Yep. Um, yeah. But we're going to do the launch. We're going we're gonna to send the the flash drive up to the aliens mm-hmm. on January 5th. Yeah, 13 movies will go up to the xenomorphs. They shall be converted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that happens on the 5th, and that is going to kind of close the book on this portion of Perfect Movie, Series 1. Yep. I was thinking about it. Jurassic Park to It's a Wonderful Life is a pretty good season yeah. of a podcast, I would I would say. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> we went We went forwards, then backwards. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we're going forwards in time at the same time as we're going backwards. This is mm-hmm. heptapod stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like Anthony said, we're going to launch those 13 perfect movies on January 5th, 2021. And then then series two of Perfect Movie goes to the bonus disc. Mm. Um, we are going to release a movie a month in 2021. And so if you want uh, to keep up with Perfect Movie... You need, and you're not a Patreon. You're not a Patreon subscriber yet. You can go to Patreon.com/slash/TwoGoburns right now. It's our lowest, easiest level, yep. three point one dollars, um, uh, cheaper than a cup of coffee. Yeah, it's not even. Well, yeah, again, depends on where you go, <laughs> right? I guess, so. <laughs> but it's definitely cheaper than even a tall latte at at Starbucks. And is tall and- small? Tall is small, yeah, because okay, in, in right. Italian, like a short cup is an espresso, and then a tall is a cup of coffee. I see. So that's why they call it short and Got tall. It. Yeah. Then grande, and then venti, and then trenta. <laughs> so it's it's cheaper than a tall, what did you say, latte? La- latte, yeah. Great. Um, so we wanted to make it as easy as possible. If you don't want to miss a thing, that's where you go. Um, if you want to get a movie a month plus the real... Uh, plus the result show there. Yep. And then every December from now on, we're going to end a series of perfect movie by plopping all the movies onto the this current feed, Netflix binge style. Mm-hmm. Dude, so if you don't want to wait a year to get an episode, right? join join the Patreon. It's so Why fun. Don't we're trying yeah. to give you guys as much fun as possible and also right. trying to streamline our lives. Yes. We can't run three podcasts. And We're trying to give you as much fun as possible and make us as sane as possible right. in 2021 and moving forward. Um, <laughs> there's still a benefit to that because uh, I think I think the results show stay on the bonus disc. We'll plop yes. all of yep. the movies on this feed, um, but there's still benefit uh, to 3.1 or over Gomertrons. So that's the business. This is the end of series one. I had so much fun. What an incredible season. Oh my um, gosh, totally. 
It doesn't end. Series two starts up right in January. Okay. All right. It's a wonderful life. Mm. Oh, okay. boy. So you mentioned at the top, now I'm getting jokes. Now I'm understanding stuff that I never have heard. Sure. Um, if, so I'm wondering like what the percentage, and I know the percentage is high, but uh-huh. I think as we get, as you know, at, like this is a movie that is is going to be forever in the canon of like people watch and quote and parody, like we said. Right. Um, yep. I do wonder how many people have seen it or think that they've seen it, but actually haven't seen it. <laughs> that's so a like, good question. If you ask like that, like that's the thing. It's like, I've seen so many quotes and I have to say, uh-huh. I waited for the ent- entire movie. So I hadn't seen it until this week. Right. Um, like the number one thing I was waiting for was when is the part from Home Alone going to come up and am I going to recognize it? And I actually don't because it wasn't in English. So I actually don't know which. So was it the it's part a good that he question. was. was OK, so my guess is that it was the part that he was yelling on the phone at the piano teacher's husband. Is yes. that what it was? Right. I think that's in the second one. I think in the first one is when he's being such a grump with Donna Reed when uh, she's playing a record and he's yelling oh. at her. And then, um, but I could be wrong. So it's Cert- a, uh, both I always of thought them it was the same a, part. It, okay. Maybe you're right. Hmm. They're both kind of like Jimmy Stewart being as kind of in his top register. Yes. Totally. Right? Yelling. <laughs> because that's, that's yep. funny to watch in, in a different language, <laughs> right. I guess. <laughs> and, so, and so they put it into Home Alone and Home Alone 2. That's funny that you were like, ooh, I can't wait for that part. <laughs> well, I was like, okay, it's the one part I've seen. And then the angel gets his wings. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Right. Like, so these are things that are – I mean, there's tons, though. There's, like, oh, so yeah. many things that are quoted from this movie, so many, yep. like, scenes that were lifted from this movie. So, like, we'll get into some of those. I mean, yeah. I didn't know that Back to the Future 2 is stolen. I didn't know that Family Man is stolen. <laughs> like, okay. can, can I read you a list off the top of my head? Okay. I can't believe you said Back to the Future 2 because I okay. was going to wow you with that one. Oh, I think the second act of sorry. Back to the Future 2 is It's a Wonderful Life, right? 100%. But you're totally right. It's Potterstown I mean, is yes. Biff. Yep. Or Trump. And and the death there is George McFly, mm. right? Like, mm-hmm. what would happen if George died? Um, and okay. then Biff had his way, right? Uh, so I, I can't believe you said I have never thought about that until yesterday. Okay, and you I, just said it the first time you watched the movie. You caught that is that. like all I could think about when he went to Pottersville. Is I was like, this yeah. is Back to the Future too. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Oh, well, maybe I stole that, your that's thunder, no. bro. Sorry. Actually, it's interesting to me. Back to the Future Two is ingrained in you before. Th- this is what I'm curious about, right? Okay. Like you were saying, how many people actually haven't seen the movie but think they have? Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, how many people have seen this story Whoa. but don't realize that totally. it's from that mm-hmm. it originated? I mean, It's a Wonderful Life is the Die Hard. Yeah. Right. Die Hard is to action movies of the 80s and 90s as It's a Wonderful Life is to kind of this what if. Yes. Um, supernatural, a glimpse of an alternate reality that changes a person movie. So um, it's the it's the genes of uh, Bruce. It's Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's, Springsteen's butt. <laughs>
Patient zero of 80s jeans. Um, patient zero of action movies. Yeah. Die Hard. This is patient zero of what if movies. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of a better like genre to put it in, but I it's not really a genre. It's like a it's like a, a hyper genre. Mm. And so I think the what if movie actually makes sense. Okay, so here mm-hmm. off of that, here are here are things that I thought of off the top of my head. I was gonna say Back to the Future toward the end. Oh man. Okay. But th- no, I love it that you I have another one that's gonna blow your mind. Okay, great. Okay. So obviously there's Family Man. We'll talk about that more. That's like a direct lift, I feel like. Yep. And we'll talk more about that when I talk about Jimmy Stewart. Oh, can't wait. Um, Santa Claus 3 is oh. it is what if I didn't push, I never pushed Santa Claus off the roof. Okay, I've never seen Santa Claus 3. Okay, that they go back into Santa Claus 1. Really? Okay, that actually yes. makes me want to watch it. Martin Short prevents him from pushing the guy off the roof, and then oh. you see what happened if he never became Santa. Spoiler. Um, oh, okay. I have a one just one quick yes. read on that. Uh, here's yeah. my pitch for a new movie. Remember okay. when we talked about how Santa Claus takes a thousand years to deliver the presents? Right. My idea is each year you need a new Santa Claus because he can only last once a year or one time. He <laughs> well, trains yeah, yeah, for 364 so. days uh-huh. for a yeah. thousand year job. Right. And that's it. He does it one time. Yeah, there's only enough Christmas spirit yeah. to make him live a thousand years and then he just dies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's my um, idea for a Adam movie Sandler book. vehicle, Click. Have you seen Click? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he can that's sort of an anti um It's a Wonderful Life because he fast forwards his fast forwards is yep. through parts of his life and then he regrets it. Yep, we wanted um, to do that on races. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Um Shrek Four, of course. Haven't seen it. Uh I know that's why I said, of course. Why in the world would you ever watch Shrek 4? I didn't know there was more than one, dude. Oh, there's more than one. Um, um, This This Is Us episode you were telling me about, that's another Mm -hmm. thing that popped into my head. Yep. Um, I just saw a description of Richie Rich Christmas movie, which is What If Richie Rich Never Got Rich. Um, I'm assuming that's an It's a Wonderful Life parody. Yep. Here is my what if. Here's what I've been thinking a lot about. Okay. I think the reason It's a Wonderful Life is in Home Alone Uh is because Home Alone Mm -hmm. is in this genre. Kevin Mm. makes a wish at the beginning. Mm. I wish you, I wish I lived alone. Yep. And then he thinks he, It's a Wonderful Life to them. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. He gets his wish and then he regrets it and learns a lesson at the end. That's Got why it. I think It's a Wonderful Life is in Home Alone. Okay. Because I think he thinks he's Jimmy Stewart. That's good. And he got his wish and killed all <laughs> killed his whole family. Oh my god. So it was so it was as if they were never born. Right, exactly. Which doesn't make sense cuz then he would never be born, but Right. Still. It's it's as if he it's as if as if he has now gone into an alternate universe where yep. they have ceased to exist. You're right. Um, it's a total alternate universe movie. That's what he thinks. He totally. thinks that he's living that. Yep. Um, which you don't think about when you're you know twelve watching it. But I, I've thought a lot about it since then. Interesting. I, I I think that there have been countless like 
Christmas specials, like I'm sure there's like Garfield specials or Smurf specials or stuff like that sure. that are like, well, what do we do this year? We'll just do a It's a Wonderful Life parody. Everybody does it. Um, I like thinking a little bit deeper into the Back to the Future 2s and Home Alones. Yeah. Ziz. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it is like um, it's uh, there's Scrooge. Like there's uh-huh. that. There, so Christmas Carol. Yeah. There's this. There's then there's the Santa Claus type movies, right? right? Mm-hmm. So this is one of the story story like plans or archetypes or whatever you yes, want to definitely. call it. But it's yeah. patient zero of it, right? I guess you could. Now I'm now I'm doubting myself. What have I done? I guess you could say that Scrooge predates it, and so Scrooge oh, is yeah. like okay. a real grumpy boy. Uh huh. And then supernatural things happen to him, and then he's nice at the end. Right. And so I maybe It's a Wonderful Life fits into that mold. Um, but I, ju- I just think I think it's a little bit different. And we, we had a short text thing last night. Well, it wasn't short. It was long with me, Chad, last night about yep, yep. Family Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying it's a Scrooge movie, and I pushed back and said it's not a Scrooge movie. It's a, it's a Wonderful Life movie. Yep. Um, you could argue maybe that those are in the same what if genre. Scrooge never changes anything. He never he never enters an alternate reality. Oh well, well maybe he does he sees in the it. future. He yeah. he's he's he has an out of body experience too. Right? And he sees what could happen. Yep. Okay. That doesn't um, happen in It's a Wonderful Life. No. He sees what could have happened. Yes. Or yep. could be. Mm-hmm. Um Scrooge is given a glimpse into the future where tiny tiny Tim is dead, saddest mm. thing ever, mm. and he's dead, right? Yep. I'm I'm really happy that you've seen now, even though you're right, you probably have seen clips of it and quotes of it, that you've yeah. seen the entire piece at this point. This feels nice. Yeah, it's great. I mean, this, you know, series one, uh-huh. since this is the series finale, um, yeah. has introduced me to a lot of cool stuff. Um you know, like movies that I wouldn't have probably seen. Sure. Um, our pivot in June um, has mm-hmm. introduced us to artists that we, yep. you know, probably wouldn't have seen or heard from uh, or enjoyed um, or learned from. So that's been incredible. And yeah. and part of it too is just your education for me on like classic movies, like asking me what's what holes do I have? And sure. even looking over our list, dude, I'm like, you got to see, you know, Night They Saved... <laughs> this, and, this is my secret reason that I wanted to do the podcast because <laughs> this is true for you a little bit, but I would say Chad more mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how many times I can tell Chad, you have to watch Toy Story. Oh, right. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and so maybe what I need to do is start a podcast with Chad <laughs> and he'd finally <laughs> watch some of these freaking movies I've been telling him to watch for 25 years. <laughs> Well, It's a Wonderful Life is one of them, right? For sure, yes. Yep, so hopefully he'll watch it now. I mean, how can Chad be a movie fan and not have watched It's a Wonderful Life, which is a truism. He has not. Chad? Chad, yep. are you listening? He you is. better he have is. watched it by now because I yelled at him last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's it's definitely helped me to see um, the movies that I haven't seen. It, but it it's also the series has made me think like, why like what kind of stories do i like remember i discovered Mm -hmm. hero's journey i was like dude i think my favorite thing is the hero's journey and you're like i don't think so dude 
Because I was because you're like that's every American movie is the is the like I, I just discovered that. you mean I don't think it's my favorite kind or I don't think it's no, your favorite kind no because I was trying to figure out like why I love certain types of movies remember and then I looked into story I discovered Hero's Journey and I was, was that like, during Walter Mitty I think yes. that was probably before our Walter Mitty yet mm-hmm. yep where you're like why do I like this story right and you're like oh, there's this there's a thing right. That this story is. Yep. Yeah. Or or like yep. Castaway too. Um, oh right. Yep. So I like depressing stuff. I like lonely stuff. I like desolate stuff. Um, <laughs> that's not Walter Mitty though. Uh, no. Well, no. He's. I mean, he often is alone in that journey. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, this movie has serious melancholy. Right. Okay. It's yeah. A wonderful life is not a is not what I was describing in the cold open, which is like, it's just easy to watch, comfy, cozy movie. That's not what this is. Totally. Um, and that's and, go ahead. what I thought. That's what I thought I was going to see. I thought I was huh, going to see old-timey happy. Uh-huh. And I actually think movies were darker than oh, 100%. stories. The times were tougher. Sto- yeah. Like at, w- at one level, you're looking at a simpler time. Mm-hmm. And you're like so nostalgic about that. Not we weren't even alive, but it's like, man, can you imagine? Like, I don't yeah. know. Some of the simplerness just looks incredible. Like, yeah, living in a world that's not connected like it is now sounds sounds great. Sometimes, no, I agree. I mean, I think that the watching for some reason the dance scene for me when they go to the high school and they're oh. dancing. <laughs> um, for first of all, you're you're you, we've talked about this before. You're like, where are your masks? Even yeah, in a, a black and white 1946 movie, you're like, yeah. don't don't get too close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, there's like th- these. They have nothing else to do. Right. They have no distractions. They are fully present in this gym. Totally. Always together. Um, bored. I don't even. <laughs> they're just bored. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what how else many are things? we gonna do? <laughs> no, but it's like. Yeah, it's the it's the thing of like when people used to be bored a lot. So then you like yeah. think or like you talk think or look. Or you congregate, right? Yeah, like there's right. there's things that feel like a lot in this movie like I hope that's not lost forever, but it mm. feels a little bit like that. Well, and I can say as we watched this with a five and a nine-year-old and uh-huh. um, they were like, what? Well, actually not Isla, but Lily was like, what? Black and white? Oh, man, this is going to be boring, which is exactly right. me. I was like mm-hmm. so turned off of black and white movies as a kid and even as an early grown up. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was absolutely captivating. Um, mm. Edge of my seat at so many moments. I was like it. So we'll, we'll get to that. But what I was going to say yeah. is like a five year old and a nine year old mm-hmm. laughing their freaking butts off at that pool yeah. scene. Like in the gym. I mean, it's like, and you know, that was an accident. I didn't that, know that, that opened that opened. They just somebody hit the button and it opened. No, and so that that just happened, and then they kept it in. What? And they played they played into it. Yeah, people that, were falling in. That is one of the happiest accidents I have ever heard of, because that is so freaking funny. Like we were le- like yep. they're like oh, I guess I'll jump in. Oh, 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 all right, let's go. And then like the leader dude, the pr- the principals like yeah the principal yeah Strickland jumped in, in. like. That dance was straight out of Back to the Future 1. I love that. Um, I, I love the whole dance scene. Um, and that's just one gem, right? Totally. Um, and, and 
yeah, I, I just think we, we should do the one sheet. Okay. L- let me say about the pool real quick. Just like when you yeah. saw people in a crowd without masks, when everybody yeah. jumped in the pool, mm-hmm. do you know what the first thing I thought was? Um, th- Don't pee in there. No. <laughs> I'm peeing. <laughs> Best quote from Gomer 2 ever. Ever. In the in the triathlon. <laughs> While I was in the triathlon. I'm peeing. Hundred people in our corral. My most triumphant moment <laughs> of the triathlon. I'm and everybody laughed. Everybody's nervous about the triathlon, and then everybody yep. laughed. Yeah. Um, a classic us talking and everyone like as if no one can hear us moment and everyone can hear us. Right. Um, no, it was uh, I was like my first thing is I literally grabbed my pocket and I was like, oh, everybody's phones. Oh, great. I mean, that's a great call. That's yes. what I thought when when everybody started jumping in the pool or when they fell in the mm-hmm. pool. I was like, oh, their phones. That was. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> we have the there's just things trained in us. Yeah. <laughs> to like, I touched my pocket. Around. Because because that has happened yeah. to me. Remember, I was in the middle of a swimming lesson with Lily. Oh right. And I yeah. like my phone had been underwater for twenty minutes mm. in my board shorts. <laughs> that thing You're so was used to dead. having that thing slapping your thigh. Yeah. You didn't even realize. So stupid. Okay, but uh, uh, yeah, I was a feeling for it's an, it's an appendage. It's it's yeah, in appendage. That's true. Yeah. All right, Gomer one for better sheet. for worse. Totally. Okay, so release date, I had IMDb said January 7th, 1947, but Wikipedia said December 20th, 1946. I'm assuming that's correct. Well, I, and I also wonder if it's a limited release. Mm. You know, like, who who did this movie? What's the bell? I can't remember. I think it's... Oh, Liberty? It's, right, Liberty. Probably owned theaters, right? Sure. And so their movies, and we might be going back to that in 2020, who knows? Their mm. movies premiered probably in their theaters in Hollywood and New York. Sure. And then I'm guessing it got a wider release. Okay. In January. Yeah. That, that's great then. So that's uh, that's what that means. So probably the, a limited release December 20th, 1946. Uh, mm-hmm. January 7th, 1947 is when it went everywhere. Um, yeah. Two hours and 10 minutes. So when I saw that on, on Amazon Prime, I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, Steven. Uh-oh. Steven picked a long one and he doesn't like long <laughs> movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's a little shocking. I agree with you. It never um, bores. Never. Right. No. Now, I, I was my bores. first time, but I yeah, was... But yeah. I've seen it every year. I've watched it every year. We'll get into this. Okay. I certainly have watched it every year on Christmas Eve for 19 years. Great. And I'm never bored. Okay. Awesome. Well, it's good. It's it, it's because you think so much during it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. The budget was $3 million estimated. Again, uh, that's on IMDb. Like, I'm wondering if that's translated dollars to now. I, I, that that seems $3 million? Really, that seems a lot, doesn't it? That seems like a For lot. For 46? Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry about the facts here. I'm just I'm just quoting from IMDb, everybody. They have those special effects, right? The stars at the beginning that kind of blink and talk. Yeah, that was probably expensive. <laughs> Supposedly grossed at the box office $6 million. Again, I don't know if these are what dollars these are, but... Cause that's, right. that's pretty, that's like just slightly less than Bill and Ted's. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't trust these numbers. Okay. I don't either. All right. Nominated for five Academy Awards. Pick best mm-hmm. picture, actor, Jimmy Stewart, best director, best sound yeah. recording, best film editing. And it did win the Golden Globe for best director for Frank Capra. Okay. Yeah. Um, World War II had, had just ended 
a year, mm-hmm. like just over a year and a half ago, two years almost. Right. Well, is it September 45? Yep. September 2nd, 1945. Yeah. Um, That's right. It's just, this This is such a great time capsule. Um, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 94% critic, 90%, uh, 95% audience. Uh-huh. Um, it, you know, it's just like, it's, it's so interesting, even in researching this time period, um, this was like, there were the Nuremberg trials, um, right. The first meeting of the United Nations, uh, Winston Uh Churchill, um, does the iron curtain speech and it's the beginning of the cold war. It's like, right. Like you finish one battle. Now the cold war begins. Yep. You know, it's like. It's just tumultuous, but it feels tumultuous now. Like times seem tumultuous, but you know, it's 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 always been like that. It's just life, yeah. That's why I think that this movie, mm-hmm. it, it it still works, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it was made in that pocket. Yep. I think that especially in a year like this, it it works because it, we're in a similar pocket. I feel yep. like. Totally. I don't. I don't know how they had time to to update their Rotten Tomato scores back then, but <laughs> apparently they did. <laughs> I don't even like really know what Rotten Tomatoes means for a 1946 movie. Um, Quick, we, we've got a review. Is it a what is it? A splat or a? Right, I can't even remember what it is. Yeah, it's it's sort of. This is definitely certified fresh. And yep, that's what they were saying to one another around the hearth. Did <laughs> is it's a Wonderful Life certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes? It is. Then let's go, honey. <laughs> And you couldn't tell because it was black and white. So it's like <laughs> green or red didn't matter. Is that matter. a red tomato? I can't tell. <laughs> um, I also saw that um, I was like, I think this is on AFI. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's I saw that it's number 20 on the top 100 hmm. American Film Institute. Um, and then I did a little digging. This is, It's the highest on the AFI top 100 of any movie we've done. Oh, Good. We there are three others that we've done on the list. Really? On the top 100. Oh, good yep. job us. Do you care to guess okay. which movies they are? Um, Walter Mitty. Just kidding. <laughs> Walter Mitty is not on the North top. Pole City. <laughs> I'll tell you one of them is Home Alone. animated. Home Alone. No, not Home Alone. Toy Story? Yes, Toy Story is on the list. Really? I thought Home Alone was. Um, one of them is Home There are other sublists. Like top 100 comedies. Okay. This is the list. This yeah, is yeah. the top 100. Yeah. Um, one of them is a horror movie. Oh, Alien? Nope. I wish. Get Out? Nope. The, the last one, the final horror movie that we've done, what? The Sixth Sense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tootsie is on the list. But really? all of those are are significantly further down okay. than but it It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. Got on there for score. <laughs> Dave Grusin to the rescue. Huh. Wow. Um, yeah, but I thought that was interesting that um, I was like, oh, I want th- this is probably the first one we've done on the AFI list. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, we've done good. four. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, yeah. Hey, one other cool note. Dmitry mm-hmm. Tyumkin, a Russian Jewish composer, composed uh-huh. the, the, the score to this. Um, and okay. I thought this was cool. He's won multiple Academy Awards. Um, but it's just like a cool time capsule to think about that Walt Disney presented him with his Academy Award like at the Oscars. Oh, really? Like it's just like I, I, I was researching him because I always like to look up the score, dude. 
just that yeah. sound, the sound of this movie, just so amazing. Yeah. We'll we'll get into that. Yep. But it's like just to think about the fact that like what Walt Disney doesn't seem like a person to me. It seems like it. A, a place i don't know like an empire an entity right yeah. like a disembodied head right. yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what i mean he's he floats his head floats around from park to park he totally. looks over the shoulder of somebody animating snow white and the seven dwarves yeah. <laughs> for him to give an award away feels weird yeah it's just like yeah that's just cool oh and one other fun fact um mm-hmm. mr potter lionel yeah. barrymore um mm-hmm. who i think has his voice yeah is incredible, incredible. and yeah. the first thing my daughter's noticed was the skull on his desk <laughs> oh yeah um, yeah he's got like a paperweight skull yeah like i didn't pick up on that it's just the kind of the observations of like little kids was really cool but that yeah. is drew barrymore's great uncle what isn't that like that's amazing weird so do you, do you, i mean she must i wonder if she got the part in ET because she's from a Hollywood family. Right. You know, hear about that all the time, totally. right? Like, I don't know, Lionel's great great granddaughter's cute. Yeah, like put her in ET. You like did you did you like yeah, we're looking for somebody to play Elliot's younger sister. Did you like It's a Wonderful Life? You remember the mean guy in that? <laughs> He's okay. got a great great granddaughter that's gonna knock your socks off. <laughs> totally. Um let me read the back of the VHS. All right. Um I don't think this VHS was released in 1947. Yeah, you should um, find the the back of the the what was it the fil- <laughs> film reel, <laughs> the back of the reel to reel. Frank Capra's "It's a Wonderful Life." No one is born to be a failure. No one is poor who has friends. Hmm. Simple thoughts that were the inspiration for one of the richest, most uplifting, most beloved American films ever made. Frank Capra's classic tale of George Bailey and his Christmas Eve visit with a guardian angel was nominated for five Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor. After 45 years, it remains as powerful and moving as the day it was made. Good news, nation. It's in black and white. I was waiting for that. We once tried, we, we once tried to watch it in color. Sucked. Okay, I was thinking about after we finished it, um, yeah. Lily was like, Ooh, let's watch the color version. And I actually would, I was like, I, next time I watch it, I do want to watch it in color. Is it just, I, uh, yeah, like, you're, you're right. I, I was a little bit too mean. That's okay. It. It's, <laughs> it, have you ever watched a colored, totally bla- like colorized black and yes. white movie? It just doesn't quite look right. It's, it's pan, the pan and scan of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, you're not fooling me. Um, but I mean, so I guess the two things that I want you to watch are, Mad Max Fury Road in black and white, the black and chrome mm. edition. Okay. So if I'm going to ask you to do that, then you should be able to watch this in color if you want. Okay. It's just there's something about the black and white. Oh, I know. It's to me black and white is crystal clear. There's something Yeah. There's something like magical about it. I mean, and like, yeah. So maybe that's the that maybe that's the problem with the coloring is it muddied it muddied yeah. it for me that's like it, yeah. the the lines just don't seem as crisp mm. um you wouldn't i think i also have your attitude about black and white like this isn't going to look as good it's not going to be as rich and for some reason i wouldn't say it's richer than color but it's a different feel that's just as good yeah in some cases right no i it was as a younger 
a younger person, I was like just totally turned off by it. I thought it was going to be boring, um, but right. I didn't even notice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in a, just a yep. little bit. And I mean, you can tell obviously, but it's like you're it, you're so in the story, yep. and it it just sets it in that time period so beautifully. Definitely. Oh, there was one other thing. Um, uh-huh. A little technical note. Um, there's like a scene where they like zoom in on him, and he's like really crying. Yep. Did you hear about mm-hmm. this one? It gets in the in the bar. Yeah, it gets like grainy. I know that that was ad-libbed. Okay. Yeah, so it was ad-libbed and it was incredible, but they were like wide panned out. Uh-huh. And they were like, his face is too incredible. So they did what we would do, like pinch and zoom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Capra pinched and zoomed. Right. So like there, it's really cropped, like it's really zoomed in and that's why it looks like that. You know, like they had to I cut see. the film yeah. in order, like do a physical... Zoom in. Yeah, they you know what I mean. Physically had to enlarge that film yes. to fit the frame. Right. That's, that's crazy. That's how much they love that performance. They're like, well, the the quality of it isn't going to look quite as good, but we need right. this close up. And it was, yeah, I didn't know it was ad libbed. That's even cooler. Yeah. What I read was Capra that in the script he's supposed to um, be sad, mm-hmm. but they did not know that he was going to cry. Mm. And he and Stewart's thing, we'll get to him soon when we get into the, his thing was, I just went to how I feel about the war that I just came from, how people are feeling right now after the war. And I just broke down and cried and cried. And so Capra said it was the best piece of acting he'd ever seen in his life. So this zoom in (laughs) makes a lot of sense to me. He wanted people to see that as well. It's like, you have to see this. The quality is going to be a little stretched. Not stretched, but like pixelated or whatever. Yep, yeah, yeah. A little bit more grainy or something. Uh, But I like it. I like it because it's like... You're, you're all of a sudden close to him. Mm, okay. So cool. Well, speaking, of, speaking of being in the, the movie, yep. let's listen to the trailer. Okay. Speaking of the sound of this movie, mm. get into it a little bit. We'll come back. We'll put this movie, our last movie of series one, on trial and decide, is it a perfect movie? Yes, it's wonderful news, for when all these wonderful people get into the swim, it's a wonderful life. For never before has any film contained such a full measure of the joy of living, the drama of living, and above all, the glorious romance that makes this such a wonderful life. Don't you ever get tired of just reading about things? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I don't want to get married to anybody, you understand? I want to do what I want to do. And, and you...
there, George Bailey. How's it going over there? I'm trying to do my best impression of you. It's a wonderful life. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. This is your impression of Jimmy Stewart talking to George Bailey? <laughs> but they're both George. I, I don't know. That was <laughs> supposed to be Knudsen doing a George Bailey. How's oh, it I going? See. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, Harry. There's some words I have to say to get into an impression. Oh, For yeah. For Jimmy Stewart, it's Mary. Mary? Okay. Don't you recognize me, Mary? <laughs> Does he sound like that in every movie? Like, is that his... Is it too early to do a... To, to chunk in? This is our final <laughs> episode. I'm going right into it. Dude... Go for it, man. This is our serious finale. Well, th- I mean, there is a chance that people, this might be somebody's first episode, right? Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. And so we need to, just so you know, this is how it works. Anthony and I have a long list of movies that we love. We take it movie by movie. Every episode, yep. we focus on a movie and we put it on trial, try to decide if it's perfect. We each get a couple pieces of evidence. We get a, we each get a vote. Anthony and I both get a vote. We put it out to the, um, to the listenership. You all vote, and if it's three for three, it gets on our perfect movie list. We send it out to the – this is the last one potentially Mm -hmm. that's going to go out. If it gets on the list, I mean. It's it's our last chance to convert the xenomorphs with this, people. From face huggers to good little boys and girls. Right. Um, Right. And so that goes out to V'ger. It goes out and converts them. Um, And whenever we – we talk through the movie a little bit. Whenever we have a piece of evidence, you're going to hear this sound – non-copyrighted we're going to continue mm-hmm. to use it throughout all of our series until we get a cease and desist <laughs> um, and so i am going to do that now i'm going to chunk in yes that's right wow this is the earliest chunk in ever my first piece of evidence is that they let jimmy stewart be jimmy stewart in this movie mm. so you okay. just asked is this how he acts yeah um I think this is how he acts. I mean, I remember being really freaked out by Harvey when I was a kid, but I remember watching Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and mm-hmm. he's he's just kind of, I don't know. I'll get to who I think he's like in a bit, but okay. um, he has his own style, right? He is- Totally. You're, people do impressions of him. Right. In yeah, fact, I, mean, I think this all the way back to this question about like, have you actually seen the movie? I bet most people imagine him sounding like Dana Carvey sounding like him. <laughs> They've been coming all evening. They didn't ask any questions. All they said was if George Bailey needs help, we're here to help him. Oh, well, Mary, Mary, I never realized I had so many friends. And, and all. A man who, who has a friend is a rich man. That's what Clarence said. My golly, he was right. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, so you sent me. Um, were we going to mention that here? Oh, sure, yeah. We can't not okay. mention that SNL skit, right? Yep. You sent me, uh, you were like, this morning, you were like, hey, dude, I know you've got a busy day. Um, this is the tone of the text I sent him for sure. <laughs> but you're like, you got to watch this four minute video from SNL because yeah. I'm going to talk about it. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it's and I had seen that. And of course, I hadn't seen this movie. It's another one of those things. that's like, OK, now it makes more sense. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, Dana Carvey does mm-hmm. an unbelievable impersonation of Jimmy Stewart being Jimmy Stewart. Oh, right. And I, being George I wonder Bailey if, being Jimmy Stewart. 
I wonder if it's the same thing with like George Bush is most people think about George Bush's voice as Dana Carvey doing George <laughs> yeah. Bush. Right. HW, right. HW, right. Yeah. So yep. Naganda is <laughs> is like that George Bush never went Naganda. But right. but Dana Carvey did. And so everybody thinks that's what HW is. <laughs> so what what happens like if George HW is watching that and he could laugh at it. He seemed to have a good sense of humor. Right. Um it, like do do you start doing it? You know, I, like I think so. Or I, I would say the best case scenario is that that celebrity or politician embraces Yes. They they have a sense of humor about themselves. I mean, we know some politicians currently who do not do that, who hate impressions of him. I don't actually think Bush was one of those. I think he liked Dana Carvey a lot. Right. But what I mean is like would HW get up there and be like, not nah, nah, that. <laughs> you know, like I'm doing thousand points of light. That's <laughs> yeah. him doing W. I think he did both of them. Okay. I think yeah. Dana Carvey, I can look into no, that, I but think I think he did Wilf- both. Will Ferrell did Bushes. Oh, he you're right, he did. W. Yeah, um, you're right. Totally. But Dana Carvey, I'm sure, has one. He is maybe one of the best impersonate impressionists. Mm-hmm. Imp- yeah. Right? Like yeah. ever. And so, so then good. You, you hear Jimmy Stewart's voice exaggerated through <laughs> short <Yes>. little Dana Carvey. <laughs> right. <laughs> Looks nothing like him in that skit. <laughs> but sounds exactly like him. Um yep. But because Jimmy Stewart is is such a character, mm-hmm. people are able to do impressions of him. I think yes. that there's a read of this movie, and I've read, read this other thing that the movie is not only based on a short story, but it's, it's based on like this guy. You have it on the one sheet. Oh, the 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 Philip. Yeah, Philip, Philip Van, Van Doren, Doren Stern. Stern, right? It's yep. actually a short story he wrote on Christmas cards that he sent to his family and friends. Oh. And that Christmas card got optioned as a movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so it was like it was, it was like the Hallmark movie <laughs> of the 40s or whatever. Yes. Um like literally wow. a Christmas card story, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. like a mass produced thing. It was just it got in the hands of a movie producer and like this would make a great movie. Sure. Um so I think there's there is a, a take on this movie where it's an everyman mm, mm-hmm. and character actors around the everyman are quirky, but um, George Bailey is just completely normal. Uh-huh. I think this movie is perfect because yeah. J- Jimmy Stewart is a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. He's a unique character for sure. <laughs> he He's just a weird dude. Um, uh-huh. And everybody's a weird dude, which is why I like that. Well, some people are weird women. Some, yep. <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of weird folks, right? Yep, yep. And I think that him being just a, and he just pulls everybody in toward him in this movie, right? In his kind of quirkiness, the way he talks, the way he moves, he's gangly. Yeah, um, he, very tall and thin. Yep, and he embraces that about himself. Um I think that a mistake would have been to try to make him more like the everyman normal guy. Um, And he is that because you see yourself in him, Um, but he's so weird. Yeah. And he makes such weird choices with his line readings. 
Yep. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's quoted and requoted and requoted endlessly. Yes. Um, it, not only in parody skits, but in just the way people talk. Yeah. It, and then when you do an impression of somebody in the 40s, there's a little bit of Jimmy Stewart in that. Yes. Okay. I'm sure we've heard Conan do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like on the on the on a regular basis. Right. It, it's but it's like he he's a unique individual. Yep. That wasn't again like he had his own voice and he wasn't copying anybody else. That's like yep. one of our favorite things on the podcast. A hundred percent. And we, I, I we think keep that- coming back to. Yeah, the the people that I the two people that I thought of are Crispin Glover mm, yep. in Back to the Future. Yeah, is making choices that he was not asked to make. Yeah, <laughs> in that movie and, and Doc he, Brown too. Yeah, they are creating characters that are yeah. so weird. Yeah, yeah. And I I think well I know about Crispin Glover. It was just. Zemeckis is pulling his hair out around this like can't you just please act like a human acts and thank you Jesus he didn't because then we get (laughs) um, George by the way George McFly right in Back to the Future is such an amazing character and then here we go I think I tried this on Jessica a couple nights ago she was having none of it because she does not like this actor Okay, but I think he has a very Nicolas Cage energy Mm, okay. <laughs> um, Nicholas Cage at his best. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Nick Cage has like a storied past. He has kind of like <laughs> an up and down sort of For like. Sure. I mean, he's a freaking Oscar winner, right? He won an Oscar. Um, he's but he's had like weird like hasn't he been married a few times? He's kind of had like some weird personal things oh sure right? and he's I been don't in really so know. many like direct to dvd movies and okay he, yeah you know yeah. there's he's so memeable he's there, been in so I many mean, flops so many great movies yeah. but so many flops he's been right lambasted um he's been he's been a romantic lead he's been an action yep. hero for some reason he's 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 been like overly dramatic he's a he's funny so he's been in comedies okay um, hold on Here, here's a thought remember yeah. when we were talking about uh in Die Hard when like they laughed when he popped up mm-hmm. when Bruce right. Willis popped up remember and we yeah. were like trying to figure out more people that that would happen like uh-huh. what that guy like what <laughs> yeah. like yeah like he's more comedic in his action movies right Nick Nicolas Cage like yeah right. imagine him and Die Hard or something like that uh, actually that that would work I think that's yeah. a great analog right when he comes yep. out of the plane in con air and he <laughs> yeah. flips his hair around right i mean yeah. that's a choice he's making and i love actors that make choices like that um yeah. i think nick cage is best in moonstruck he is he is a lunatic in that movie yeah and it, he's and it's amazing and so weird yeah get um, in that bed <laughs> johnny has his hand johnny has his bride and I said, oh, okay, some bread. And, and I put my hand in the slicer, and it got caught because I wasn't paying attention. The slicer chewed off my hand. And it's funny because when my fiance found out about it, when she found out that I had been maimed, she left me for another man. That's the bad blood between you and Johnny? Yes, that's it. Yeah, but I, that's not Johnny's fault. 
I lost my hand. I lost my bride. Johnny has his hand. Johnny has his bride. You want me to take my heartbreak, put it away, and forget? Um, so which we say all the time. In our house. <laughs> um, so here, here's my. I think that's why he's in Family Man. Mm, okay. He has yeah. a very Jimmy Stewart energy in that movie. Yep. Definitely. Um, and the movie is kind of a, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful life story flipped, right? Um, it's, it's a sliding doors movie. What if you had made one different decision? Yes. Yep. Uh, and we will allow you an angel comes just like Clarence, right? Totally. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about that a lot. So we watched, um, we watched family man immediately follow, like we did a double feature, Oh, okay. So yeah, we did um, It's a Wonderful Life straight mm-hmm. into Family Man. Right. And I was able to pick up... So Family Man is a movie, maybe is top 10 most watched movies for me. You love Family Man. I yeah. love Family Man. That's up there with While You Were Sleeping in our mm-hmm. sort of like Christmas um, romantic comedy. Right. Although we, me and Chad watched it like every day. <laughs> like yeah, that's what he said last night in our text string. It, it, yeah. He said it was constantly on repeat in the background in our house. Yep. When you guys lived together on North Orchard. We were weird, man. Like speaking of weirdos. Yeah. I mean that's we, that's what it, 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 nobody is an every man. Everybody's well, you guys are weird. I'm yep, weird. Everybody's totally. weird. We're married to weird people. Everybody yep. in this world is weird. We're we're all Unique individuals, like you said right. on the night they saved, <laughs> where I said I don't even know how to respond to you right now. The thing that you just said is so insane. No, but my favorite part still was when you're like, I think I said you are a strange man. That's what it was. You because you are, because everybody's a strange person. Totally. Um, but so we. So we switched straight to Family Man, which is an unbelievable double feature. Yeah. Um, and I know that movie so well, but I didn't know that so many things from Family mm-hmm. Man come from there. So like, okay. The Angel. The Angel, I would say, is the most direct one-to-one in those yep. two movies, right? Um, but he, does, but Do he, they call him an angel? No, he, we, we've debated that. So he always says like the organization – like you, oh, right. Yeah, kind of like, like that. He's from some sort of mystical spiritual organization. Yep. And if I was going to give a, a like evidence for that movie, it would be like that they don't go into that at all. That would have right. ruined it if they would have yep. gone in and like described it more. It's just fun that he just says it and that's it. I agree. Um, he, he also follows other people around like. Um, oh, yeah. I love that. He like offers people chances, similar yep. chances that he offers Nick Cage. Yep, because he was going to offer a chance to the dude at the bodega that he was given the lottery from, ticket to. Yeah, Miles from Lost. Yep, totally. Um, <laughs> man, you had your chance too, right? <laughs> yep, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got the angel. Uh-huh. Then, okay, this blew my mind. I never never thought about it, but that he hands him a bell. Oh, right. Yep. So I was like, <gasps> the bell. So yeah. the angel, instead of... A bell gets when the bell rings. He's gotten his wings. He gives a bell to Nicolas Cage to like kind of like summon him. So I, I love, love that. that like totem sort of thing. Um, 
And I love that he it's it's Don Cheadle, right? Is the angel yep, yep. in Family Man. I, I love that he um takes on different personas, right? He's a homeless person, then he's then he's driving around in yes. Nick Cage's car. Like, I love that. Um right. like, Permanent he, Acid <laughs> He is insane <laughs> in some like major oh, yeah. overacting. Yes. And but but that okay, that scene where he's just yelling and screaming in the car. Permanent yep. acid trip mm-hmm. is is a very Jimmy Stewart thing to do. Yes. I think he's mm-hmm. he he's using his body in a very similar way. He's flailing yep. his arms around. He's um, and so I I mean, trust me, I know people give Nicolas Cage a hard time. I live with maybe his <laughs> his, his biggest critic, <laughs> <laughs> but he's so impersonatable. Like, yeah, yeah. when we. When we watched Family Man, I know mm-hmm. every line of that. I actually thought about doing a bonus disc, just me straight to just reading the script. <laughs> um, if, I, if there's any clamor. And commenting, it would be a five-hour episode. <laughs> if there's any clamoring, I'll do something like that. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, he's so impersonatable. Here, one, two, two other quick analogs. Um, yeah. There's the, the Nowhere Man vibe where he, like, mm-hmm. has disappeared and yeah. he's like, nobody knows who I am, what the frick. That yeah. is straight. That so that's Act Three put into Act yep. One, right? Um, but then, okay, this one I had never thought of because I had never seen uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," obviously, until this uh-huh. week. The reason that um, George Bailey stays mm-hmm. is because his dad had a stroke, right? And the reason in Family Man that he stays is because her dad had a heart attack, right? He works at right? the tire place. Because, because he's in both of those cases, and it's flipped, of course. Yep. But in both of those cases, they make a choice that they think is going to last a little while. Sure. Yep. To cover. I'll do this for other people for yep. a while, but eventually I'll get to do what I want to do. You'll your life will get back on track. Right. But this is like a a tangent. I'm going to take mm-hmm. care of the business. That both of them are taking care of a family business. Yep. But that but yeah, it's like a goes into this tangent. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I I I that's really I haven't seen Family Man as much as you have. And so mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't even make that connection. But you're right. And I I think that those are my guess is those are very purposeful callbacks that had to have been. Yeah. That 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 right there cemented the bell, the nowhere man yep. vibe, the angel mm-hmm. and then that um, like father figure right. that you yeah. had to step in to um, take care of the business, yeah. family business was yep. like, okay, this is, it's a wonderful life. So speaking of the father, the father, the father, Um, I, I think that one of the scenes that could just be like Jimmy Stewart playing it straight is the scene where he and his father are having a conversation at the table. Mm, yes. You know, George, I wish we could send Harry to college with you. Your mother and I talked it over half the night. Mm. We have that all figured out. See, Harry will take my job in the building alone, work there for four years, and then he'll go. Mm. Pretty young for that job. Well, no younger than I was. Well, you were born older, George. How's that? I say you were born older. I suppose you've decided what you want to do when you get out of college. Oh, well, you know what I've always talked about, build things. Design new buildings, plan modern cities. 
Mm. All that stuff I've been talking about. Still after that first million before you're 30, huh? No, I'll sell for half that in cash. Of <laughs> course, it's just a hope, but uh, you wouldn't consider coming back to the building alone, would you? Well, I... I... Well, Annie, why, why don't you draw up a chair? Then you'd be more comfortable and you could hear everything that's going on. I would if I thought I'd hear anything worth listening to. You would. I know it's soon to talk about it. No, not Pop. I... I couldn't. I, uh, I couldn't face being cooped up for the rest of my life in a shabby little office. The... No, I'm, I'm sorry, Pop. I didn't mean that. I... But I... It, it's this business of nickels and dimes and spending all your life trying to figure out how to save three cents and a length of pipe. I go crazy. I, I want to do something big and something important. So this movie is very quoted in our house. So when his dad says that George was born old, right? Mm. Well, you're just born. You were just born old. And and uh, George Bailey goes, oh, what's you say that? What, what's that, dad? It's such a weird he can only hear out of one ear, right? And so right. he's constantly like, I think, using that to make people repeat themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and his dad says, You're, you were born old. And so I always say that about Jessica. She was born old. She just hmm. is, she just was born mature. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and everybody around her is kind of ke- playing catch up. <laughs> <laughs> with how with how kind of responsible that she's always had to be. And I think that's very George Bailey, right? And so mm. that scene is just terrific. Mm. Uh, and and they're just sitting there at the table communicating. It's just an actor's... They're just two amazing actors playing off of each other. Yes. What could be a throwaway scene is one of my favorite scenes in all of film, mm. right? Because it's Jimmy Stewart and Frank Capper saying, just be you. I don't yeah. need you to be a nobody. Yeah. I want you to be you because you're likable and people will like you in this yes. movie. That scene was unbelievable. Um, there was so much in that scene too. Like th- that's actually very while you were sleeping. Okay. Uh-huh. So like the dad saying to the son, I want you to take over for the business. Right. And the son in both cases mm-hmm. um, doesn't want to. Right, And the weird part about it is it doesn't happen while you were sleeping, but it's like, I actually don't want, like, like remember, like he basically insults him. He right? does. Like, and I don't want your job. And I don't like, he was, he kind of like came out hot, like, like a, like a 21 year old would. Exactly. Like, I'm a 21 year old who's been doing what he doesn't want to do for a couple years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're right. He says, I don't want to be you dad. Yes, I don't want to have your it. sorry, miserable life, basically. He says it in different <laughs> right. words. But you can see his dad take it. He takes the insult and he hmm. says, well, it's still an important thing to do. And yep. George, his face falls and he, and he apologizes. Um, but you're right. That, there's so much happening there. I mean, three or four lines. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's so good. Oh, man. That was huge, though. Like, I don't yeah. want to stay here like you did. Mm-hmm. I want it, like I wanna, I wanna be a contender. I wanna go see yep. the world, uh, yep. but it's like, how do you say that? Mm-hmm. Um, like, how how was he able to say that without insulting his dad, basically? Right. Um, and yeah, I, I love how he saw it, how he yeah. was introspective about it, and then was like, oh, right. Sorry about that. Yeah. So good. So that's my first evidence, Jimmy Stewart. He's got an energy. He's got a take on this character. 
Um, every, and I think that is part of why the movie doesn't get boring because it's like when you're watching a movie with a bunch of special effects and you're wondering how do they do that? And so the movie isn't boring. You're mm-hmm. looking at Jimmy Stewart and you're wondering how does he do that? Yes. And so you're not bored because everything he's doing is interesting. Yes. Um, and so I, I just love him. And I think I've said this before. If I could play two parts in my life in mm-hmm. theater. In the theater. Wait, was this ever a play? Well, we'll get to that in a second. I would okay. play George Bailey or Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird, my two favorite characters in fictional media ever. Okay, and who was that? Oh, Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck, okay. So very similar, tall, lanky, I, I was, 40s actor. Okay, that's what I was wondering, if it was also, uh-huh. also um, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, they could be swapped out in a lot of ways, but they they both have a they have, they have command of the stage and they're very born old. Both of them have Got been, it. both both of those guys are born <laughs> old for sure. Got it. Okay, so after this scene, uh-huh. um he goes or his dad dies mm-hmm. shortly right. after. Right. Um and he's a like he's about to leave, right? Uh, now I've only seen he's this. He's on once, his so. way out several times. Okay. He's about to leave right before his dad dies, and then yep. he's about to leave again right after they get married and the market crashes. Okay. Yep. Got it. Yeah. So, here comes one of my favorite lines in the whole mm-hmm. movie. So, dad dies, mm-hmm. um, and Mister Potter, <laughs> like Mr. Potter. Yeah. I love. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish if only Alan Rickman was in this movie. <laughs> Although this voice, Potter's mm. voice, yeah. is insane. Like one of yep. the deepest, most like grainy. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Like I guess he was like a radio dude or – oh, wait. No, I, I heard something like he was one of the first actors in a movie ever, like younger. Oh, wow. Okay. Some, like, yeah, he's so he's been like in old Hollywood. Yeah. Um, yeah. But – he basically wants to dissolve the company. He's like, your dad was mm-hmm. a terrible businessman. Yeah. Um, totally insults his dad. Um, uh-huh. And I love how like just after that other scene, he comes to his dad's defense. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, he wasn't the best businessman in the world. Right. right. But he was like, he said, in my book, he did. He died a much richer man than you'll ever be. Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. I'm not interested in your book. I'm talking about the building and loan. Mm. Like, so here's I, the I rich... goosebumps. The yeah. rich, powerful guy... Yeah. Um that runs the town. He's the he's Biff. Um he's like he's a so small Biff. town Trump. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> Yes. It's it's a series one finale, we can say that. <laughs> it's going straight to the straight to V'ger, hopefully. So. <laughs> yeah, quick, put it on V'ger before anyone hears it. <laughs> Um, that that wasn't political. I mean, even if he hadn't been president, that's basically who sure, he was. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. He he's a he's a big businessman. Yep. And that's what he cares about. Yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Mm-hmm. No. But so, so but just that is like that is the one thing that you yep. can't get with money is character, is integrity, 
right? Is like yep. is that and that is richness, right? Like that is um yep. and and so like even though he doesn't show it, deep mm-hmm. in his heart, Mr. Potter must mm-hmm. have been crushed. And that just he was he was like seething mad for the rest right. of the movie because of that. He's like, I can what right? like you can gain the whole world but lose uh-huh. your soul. Right? Like yep. You can have everything, but you couldn't have what this not that great of a businessman did or yeah. had. So just another thing about Jimmy Stewart, that's a long monologue. Yes. Where it he's is. like yelling at everyone. Yeah. Not so a boring good. second in it. So good. And I'm always shocked by this old stuff because I'm like, old stuff, sorry. But like, <laughs> no, it is. They didn't have the same technology. It's like, it right. is more like a play. Like, it's yes. like, it's like we had to crank the cameras. To, it's probably more high tech than that, but it's like, we're now pointing a camera at this scene that we've dressed and like, you have to do the whole thing. Yeah. And it costs money to like cut it. It costs it costs money to physically cut and throw away that yes. physical film we just filmed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you can't do take after take after take and it just costs the same. Right. Right? Or you can control T it. And so to be able to Yeah, <laughs> like, to, to to be able to just put your camera on a guy. Yep. And have him talk for two or three minutes straight. Mm-hmm. And everything and and everything is so <laughs> I mean, it's it's like precious yep. cargo, I feel like. Yes. Like, you know how we record an episode and we're like, click save. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to lose that half an hour of stuff we did. Right. It's that times a million because you're, you've got your camera on Jimmy Stewart. Right. And this is going to go out into theaters. Right. Um, and I think that what he's saying is not only money can't buy what you need. He's saying mm-hmm. money is preventing you. Mm. from becoming the, the the man that my dad was and you'll never be him mm. um, in the background. Right. And there's a picture of him and there's a plaque underneath it that says, all you can take with you is that which you've given away. Mm. So there's like this money is, money is so, <laughs> it's not only worthless, it's damaging to you. Yes. If you want to take something with you, you have to give it away. And it's just like wow. the touches like that in this movie are just incredible to me. That That is actually what we were texting again with Chad last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad, man, you're featured in this episode. You weren't a guest, but you're like all over And you haven't this. even seen this movie. <laughs> that's right. Um, but that's the family man thing is like he yep. realizes like he what he's working on a $130 billion deal. But... Uh-huh. And and he's got two thousand dollars suits, a whole row of them. He's got that unbelievable corner office. He's got this uh, is Nicholas Cage and Family Man, not yes, George Bailey, and it's a right. Life, right. So that yeah. that's where it flips because they don't. Mm-hmm. George doesn't ever see himself like have the life that he would have dreamed of. Right, um, that's true. Uh, although he sees what his life that he, okay. So here's the big discovery. Maybe I'll just say this right here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to chunk in here. Is that all right? Okay. Yeah, please do. Okay. So my my evidence, this was actually going to be my second piece, but we haven't gotten to the scene yet for my thir- <laughs> okay. my first piece. Um, yeah. Just the message of this uh-huh. movie. So my, my evidence yeah. is the message, which is I'm mm-hmm. guessing why you watch it every year, why right. it's still so popular, why I will now watch it every year, mm-hmm. um, which is 
twofold. One, which is his line at the end. I I wrote this in my notes, mm-hmm. um, which is, "Man, we are rich." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And and so when he said at the end of the movie, "I'm the richest man," or what 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 what's the line? George He's like, Bailey, the richest man, the richest man in Bedford Falls. George Bailey. Yeah. I. I'm not going to cry, but I looked up at Aaron and I showed her earlier in the movie. I wrote, you are rich. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, oh man, I remember coming back from a huge crushing audition yeah. and the Lord like filled my heart with mm-hmm. like, you are already rich. You didn't yeah. need that to right. fill you up. And that is the, so that's the main point of this is that without all that stuff yeah right he's the richest man in my book he died a much richer man than you'll ever be of what he yes, said about his dad yeah um and then and then the second um point was that your life is more important to others than you can possibly imagine yeah um i have clarence says it hmm. here's what clarence says now i know this line partially because Noah just played Clarence. Noah was Clarence. Okay, cool. Yes, Noah just played Clarence in their production of It's a Wonderful Life, the radio play. Wow. So there's a theater production of this, and then there's another production of it that is like a, that like um, emulates a 40s radio play. Mm, Cool. And so they did that this year because of the pandemic. Yep. Very Um, cool pivot. And so they had that, they had, seven microphones up on the front of the stage, mm-hmm. no audience. I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had uh, just a bunch of kids doing different voices. And Noah wow. is the narrator. Um, and he does the, he does some old forties commercials in the breaks, <laughs> cool. in the act breaks. And we are live in five, four, three. This is, WBFR, Playhouse of the Air. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, young and old, old and new. Greetings from WBFR Studio A in Manhattan, New York, right here in the U.S. of A. I'm your host, Noah Grauman, and it is my pleasure to bring you your favorite stories this and every week on WBFR Playhouse of the Air. Tonight, we bring you a real feel-good heartwarmer perfect for this or any Christmas Eve. It's a wonderful life. We begin our story in the little town of Bedford Falls, New York, U.S. of A., where a number of people in the town are praying for their dear friend, a typical American dreamer named George Bailey. Yeah. And he's Clarence. Um, okay. By the way, people can watch this. I will put the link. It's streamed, oh, yes. and now it's you can watch it. Um, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, so Clarence, or Noah, says this. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I think that the, the, what you're saying, the, the second message, um, you don't know. You don't realize. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't realize um, h- how many people you are touching. Hmm. Um, I, I, can I chunk in? Absolutely. Am I stepping on your chunk? No way. I'm going to chunk in because it's the same thing. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the, the message of this movie for me 
So I, I think that this movie's in my top 10 favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's my number one most important movie in mm. my life and in my life journey. I don't know. Does that, I don't know if that's great. Th- there's a distinction there, right? Like I like back to the future. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more than this movie. Yeah. Um, but back to the future is not as important to me. Sure. Yeah. As it's a wonderful life because back to the future's message is fine. Right. Like, um, I, but it's not, it's not a message of, yeah, right. You don't, you, that money doesn't matter as much as character. I think yes. you hit it right on the head, dude. Money doesn't matter as much as character. And if you press into that side of your life, um, you won't realize the impact that you have. Hmm. Um, m- maybe until you're dead. If, if even then, right. Well, I mean, and, yeah. Think about what we care about now, even in that, is like mm-hmm. what people see now. Yeah. It's like how many followers do I have? What kind of influence do I have now? That, it's, that, yeah, it's not influence. It's right. impact. Do you know what I mean? That is so counter yes, to totally. what I think. Um, it's, it's hard to actually see my boys buy into that. It's not hmm. present influence. It, it's, yep. wow. it's the impact you're going to have that you may never see or get thanked for hmm. or understand. They may not even know it. Um, so here's why I like this movie better than Family Man. Okay. Because I think that Family Man posits everything um, rests on one choice in your life. Yep. Okay. There's two that that's not how life works. It's right. a wonderful life. You don't he doesn't get visited by Clarence until an hour 40, I think, into this 2-hour movie. Yeah. You you see a hundred small choices that he makes. Yep. And then the message isn't you better get one decision right in your life. <laughs> the right. message is your life is more than one or two decisions. Mm, that's why yeah. it's wonderful. That's um, really good. So that's, and that's what life is really like. And I, I don't want to live my life thinking, oh crap, if I make the wrong decision here. I know. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Like, did I, <laughs> did I go to London or not? Um, <laughs> and you know, that's even, that's even the, the, the tagline in, um, in family man is I choose right. Mm-hmm. Right, like she says, I choose us twice in that movie, and at the right. end, he says, I choose us, yeah. Um, so it is about like that one big choice, you're right, as opposed right. to, I mean, th- and man, he makes some tough decisions in this movie, like that poison thing at mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, yeah. I thought that was quite dated actually, like the the beating, yeah. Like, what what did you think of it? Like, my girl, that, that, like, that has always heck? been that's always been the hardest part for me to watch. Hmm. Um, now I actually think, I think because it feels so real to me, right? This yeah. Mr. Mr. Gowers, he's yep. drunk. He's yep. mourning the death of his son from mm-hmm. the war. Right? right. So we've got that connection again. Um, and he beats the crap out of George Bailey because he's in that position. Um, yep. and then like you're saying, I don't know. The thing is, what I love about it is, I don't think George knows any of these choices are going to. That's the point. 
He right. just makes right choices and kind choices throughout his life. He just pulls his son, he pulls it, sorry, his brother out of the water. Yep. Right? And he pays for it because now he can't hear out of the one ear. Yes. He 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 keeps Mr. Gowers from poisoning some kids. He doesn't yep. know he's doing that necessarily. He just knows he's doing the right thing. Right? right. He's making the decision to keep the bank going. Um he's uh moving into a crappy house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I have so much to say about that too. Okay, go ahead. And, 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 then, and then Clarence is like, you don't know this about yourself. My, I can't <laughs> handle the part where he says, no, hundreds of people died. Yeah. Because you weren't there to pull Harry out of the water. Yeah. Those hundreds of people on that ship are dead. Mm-hmm. You didn't, yep. you didn't save them. You saved the guy who saved them. That line. <laughs> um, so, I mean, here's why, here's why this movie is so important to me and why I actually need to watch it every year. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, w- when we first got married, uh, my senior year of college, I had three job offers. Mm. One of them in New York City, one of them in Boston, one of them in Chicago to be, to be an advertising and creative writing guy. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it was a big deal. I went to these job fairs and they're like, oh, that's the perfect combination of majors that you have. Hmm. Advertising and creative writing, we're looking for that right now. This is in 2000. Um, and so I had some internship um, offers and you know, I was marrying Jessica who couldn't give a rip about hmm. money, <laughs> right? Yep, yep. Um, and so I remember we decided to come on staff with the ministry that we're with for one year. Whoa. Um, and so I said, I'll push these jobs back. Actually, the offers extended till the following summer and we'll do ministry for a year. We made no money. She worked at the YMCA while we raised support. I worked at Herbert and Gerbert sub shop. Right. We couldn't afford a Christmas tree. Mm. I had to give plasma so that I could buy her a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched It's a Wonderful Life that Christmas and I was like so inspired, right? <laughs> you know how inspiring it is? It is. And I was so inspired to keep making the decision to serve other people for six more months. <laughs> <laughs> but I was out. <laughs> um, and 20 years later, we're still in the same ministry. Um, yeah. and, um, I mean, you can uh, right now. I'm recording in a house that's not mine. Yep, it's a house that Jessica and I clean. Yep, we're 20 years in. We're 42 years old. We still have to clean houses to afford the city that we're living in, and that we yep. feel called to do ministry in. Um, I, I never, I never got that life. Hmm. You know, um. We've never made much money. We never will. Uh, and I need to watch It's a Wonderful Life every year <laughs> to re- to remember that that doesn't matter as much as the choices we've made. Um, and, and and it's because it's not for us. It's for a list of 200 people I have on my computer. Yeah. 
And I, I could list them all. It's because of Dan Lindbergh and Ashley Belter and Jess Matheson and Jamie McIntosh and um, mm-hmm. the Ververellis, Amy and Cause, and a um, hundred other, 200 other students who are out there, some of them doing what I wanted to do. Hmm. So I need it. It, it. I know that I know that's cheating, right? To put this up as a perfect movie because I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what else to do besides put it there for that reason. Um, dude, so this movie is like a holy sacrament. Mm-hmm. It is a for me. It is for you. It is yeah. a ritual. It is a practice. A once a year right. renewal. I feel like it's an this atomic movie. habit watching this. Movie. <laughs> yeah. But dude, I would say, man, you are a richer man than right. most of the people I know, dude. To quote George Bailey. So Yeah, so that's funny you say that. One time we were, you know, you get to the end of the year and you start getting desperate. Yep. Um and it was one of those times our funding was not doing very well. And so Jessica and I just put out a desperate plea because we all of the money we make is because other people give it to us. Yep. Um, tens of thousands of dollars we needed. And uh, we just put out an email. Here's our situation. Um, people that give to us came through, including you, I should mention. Mm-hmm. Um, and we made every dollar that we needed. And Alex texted me. Stephen Grauman, the richest man in Bedford Falls. Whoa. Um, and, and he I don't think he knew my obsession with this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is so many times. I, I'm not saying I'm important at all. Like I'm not saying I'm a George Bailey. Um, but I do want to be that. Mm. Maybe that's what it is. I want to be able to, I want to be able to hear. Mm. Um you are, you're richer because of your friends. You're richer because um, of, the, of the hole you would have left if you didn't exist. Hmm. Uh, and so I need to watch this every Christmas Eve and cry. Yep. And I don't care if my boys are looking at me smiling. <laughs> like, here he goes again. <laughs> well, you can't watch this movie and not cry. Right. Dude, this is... Um, I, don't, I don't quite know how to respond um, because, like... I'm uh, like, I, I felt that, that you are Mm -hmm. one of the richest people I know. Um, one of the things that happens in this movie is he, um, people that he saves. Okay. This, I, I hope this sounds okay. People that he Mm -hmm. saves actually end up going places he wished he could have gone. Right. So like he saves his brother. in particular, right? Yeah. His brother. Yeah. His brother. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, he could be totally jealous of his brother. Right. And I think he probably is. I think he is. There are moments and he certainly does snap at toward the end of the movie. Right. I mean, he is pushed over the edge almost literally um, by all of the little things. Right. This banister thing keeps coming off in his hand. Yeah. Everybody's sick in his house. It's noisy. It sucks. The house is drafty. Right. He didn't get to. And then they lose the money. The eight thousand dollars. Okay, actually, let me chunk in there. Okay. Okay, I we're gonna we're gonna keep going because I <laughs> I'm like absolutely love where you're going with this, mm-hmm. um, and thank you for sharing that story because um, I didn't know that mm-hmm. I didn't know about those offers. Yeah, um, I mean that that's a, my distant past, 
But I, I also can't say I don't think about it. Right? What if what, I was like Nicolas Cage pulling off these billion dollar deals? Oh, that that is what that's what Family Man does. Um, yeah. Okay. Let let me chunk. Uh, I, I just chunked in over. Yeah. This my second piece of evidence, um, and we're we're gonna keep on this. Mm-hmm. Um, is the sound specifically the noise of mm. this movie? Okay. So okay. <laughs> when they get to like the climactic scene uh-huh. of his insanity right his daughter plays it's either joy <laughs> that, to the world is it joy to the world or hark i thought it was dun, it's not dun, jingle dun, bells dun, is it dun, 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 dun. yeah that's it is that hark hark the herald yep and she's okay. not playing it very well she's nope. just practicing it over and over oh my again. gosh yep. she plays it for five minutes straight or whatever it is <laughs> And the audience doesn't realize that it this movie makes you in that moment. That's the so that's what it did to me in that moment was like Mm -hmm. I felt maybe the most viscerally I felt about a being a dad Mm -hmm. in that moment and being a stressed out AFR person that becomes somebody that you're not. Yeah. You've and, got your own stuff coming in, coming home, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't know. And, he comes the, home. He has just lost right. $8,000. He's going to go to jail. Right. Not only has he lost that money, he's if he doesn't find it, he's going to go to jail. Yes. Right. Yep. yep. And then behind it is that out of tune piano yeah. playing it playing that one section of the song <laughs> yes yes but he walks in that door and yeah. i'm sure other parents have felt this must she keep playing that i have to practice it for the party tonight daddy mom said we could stay up till midnight and sing christmas carols can you sing daddy that uh-huh. door opens and they don't mm-hmm. give a flip about right. what his business is what his stress is they're just like daddy yeah yep. right the dumb piano well not dumb no sorry like the the piano going <laughs> over and over and over again and uh-huh. um the the temperature in the room reaches a boiling point and it's as a viewer it's because of the noise that you feel it yeah and so like i agree that's every, a genius background yeah. noise for that scene every yep. parent knows what that feels like to be stressed out of your mind about mm-hmm. stuff that's not at home and then the thing that's at home is the thing that sets you off and those are yeah. the people that you lash out against like right like right to, he for laid, no fault of their own oh man mm-hmm. so aaron and i had a moment there where like that was me maybe like a year ago just uh-huh. It's those are the people that you lash out against, right? Like mm-hmm. the stinking daughter that's freaking cute as heck. Zuzu's uh, petals. Yeah. Zuzu's petals. Yeah. And I love that kid who's like, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse you for what? I burped. <laughs> that's incredible. But they capture um they capture the stress of midlife, 
yeah. right there, which leads him, and, and he lashes out at that, <laughs> that that late the teacher. Oh, the teacher! I was wondering if you had a moment then. Aaron being a teacher, I'm sure parents have been jerks to her like that. Oh man, uh. yeah, not like that. I've never seen anything right. like that, and I've never been like that. But right. I don't know. They just they capture um, what it's what it's like to feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the piano, the piano is what does it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, th- just, I think that's great. Yep, I think you're exact and. You you think about like this movie is so old, right? Th- there were still directors, sound guys, directors of photography who were making really amazing choices. Like yes, that. oh yeah, like movie dumb is not new enough that there aren't touches like that mm-hmm. that are like th- that's that's incredible. What a great choice! Totally to put us in the moment in a way that we can totally relate to. Yes. Yeah. It's, we have like this kind of like generational superiority, superiority yeah. like each new generation. It's like, well, now movies are being made that are good. Now we understand yep. cinema and story. <laughs> yeah. It's like right. they, they, they were on the shoulders of like the greatest playwrights ever before right. them oh, writing totally. story. And maybe that's why this feels like a play. Yes. So th- th- going back to this thing where it's like, in Family Man or other movies like it, you get 10 minutes of their previous life yeah. and then the thing happens and then that's the movie, right? That's yep. the m- most interesting thing. I think the beauty of It's a Wonderful Life is you're with, you're living his life with him for almost two hours. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and so I think that's better than how movies are today. Yes. Where it wouldn't be given that space. Right. And so... I love that about a 1946 movie that's like, let's let them live with this guy before we bring in the twist. Yes. Where a, a movie like Click can't wait. You're <laughs> it's right. It's like, There's give no- him the remote control right away, and that's the fun of the movie. Um, yep, we don't have, we've lost the ability for just like the slow burn simmer. Yep. Like that was yep. a simmer coming to a boiling point. And the mm-hmm. piano thing was like what made made the audience be like, dang. Let me let me say one other note, which uh-huh. is, dude, he does a great thing, which is like number one thing message from like dadhood, right? Is uh-huh. like he he apologizes. Mm-hmm. I just I just have to say that I yeah. lo- that that's like the no, the the number one thing we want in our family is mm-hmm. man, we've all lost it on each other. Probably a lot of people have during quarantine, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but getting down on your knees and like mm-hmm. asking your kids like hey i just totally or your spouse yeah. or your friends yeah. maybe even me and you like mm-hmm. bro <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, i we love have that had to several times apologize to one another yeah, yeah. quick to apologize um yes yeah the, he he does seem like a very um, yeah, and not just because he had this supernatural experience, but he does seem like a repentant guy. He knows when he he knows when he snaps, and he knows it's not the right thing to do. Yep. Now the uh, being visited by an angel also helps, right? When he comes home, yeah. And <laughs> well, but he's like, apologize. Yeah, the men from the prison are here. Isn't it wonderful? Well, hello, Mr. Bank Examiner. Howard. Mr. Bailey, there's a deficit. I know, $8,000. George, I've got a little paper. I'll bet it's a warrant for my arrest. Isn't it wonderful? I'm going to jail. Merry Christmas. Reporters, where's Merry? Oh, I lo- he kisses, he, 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 yes! he pulls apart the banister and he kisses it. 
Um, yes. He I'm, loves that old banister so much. Dude, that's that's like that's me. We didn't mm-hmm. we didn't talk about the, the our Enneagram like like mm. an Enneagram four is constantly disappointed with everything. Mm. And so sure. like the idea of like kissing the thing, like the banister, I was the, like the thing that just a couple hours ago was driving you crazy. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Um yep. let me also mention, okay, I love and I, I was thinking about this while I was driving around, that mm-hmm. his whole, what he wants is to leave and see the world. This is yeah. you and Jessica. Okay, I think I'm mm-hmm. Walter Mitty. I think you're George Bailey. I love this. Okay. <laughs> it's the best thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> so we like series one ending. We figured it out. Yeah. Um, he, And he married Jessica, who like, mm-hmm. sh- like she loves that old house mm-hmm. and wants to fix it up. She wants yep. to stay and make things great there. Right. And she keeps him grounded and yeah. he um he finally figures that out in the yeah. end. Can I I'll just say this, maybe we can close this up. Mm-hmm. The choices that we have made, here's the irony of it for my life. The choices that we have made to say no to money. Mm-hmm. to say no to any notoriety, to actually say no to travel mm. has completely opened up our world to see things we never thought we'd be able to see. Mm. There is no way that I would have been able to go to Thailand for in January in 2016. There's no way that we would have been able to spend last summer in Mexico City. There's no way, with our family... Yeah. There's no way that we we could have traveled to New York City or or the Pacific Northwest for for business trips, right? Ministry right. trips that we attach vacations to. Our our we have not missed we we have not missed a thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so I know that's not the case for everybody. We've missed a lot actually. We moved out of our friggin' house five years ago because yep. we had this vision and yep. we're five years ago, we're still floundering. Yep. We've missed out on stuff. We've had years that are lower than most people can imagine. Um, but I don't think we're going to get to our, to the end of our lives and regret anything. Mm. I, I'm not going to regret not taking those jobs and I don't regret it. <laughs> Incredible. Um, I, I'm I'm the richest man in Bedford Falls. Yeah. I, I cannot deny it, and it's yeah. not because I have a lot of money. Um, it's because we've made little choices to serve other people instead of ourselves over and over, and every year and every month and every friggin' week, every day, sometimes every minute. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I feel rich when I watch this movie. I love it. You're and right. And I love that you wrote it down too. We're rich. That was the vision that I had when I left that final Cleveland audition, which mm-hmm. is I was like, maybe, you know, it's like if you look really deeply, it's like maybe I'll be somebody if. Right. And I was on the plane and I was like, it was the Holy Spirit was like, you are already rich. We didn't mm-hmm. own a home, you know, like, but like, look at those girls, look at Aaron. Yeah. And look at what we have in like in our faith. Like, I mean, even if you don't have anything. You're already rich. Right. You're the son of a king. I mean, if I'm going to get theological about it, 
<laughs> right? Like, and, and he did with you probably on the plane. <laughs> totally. That's that's, where, God yeah. tends to get theological. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jessica, Noah, Jack, absolute mm-hmm. treasures, absolute gems. And the people you get to serve and work with, and I, I think I think that a movie like this can do two things. Um, one is it reminds you, like you're saying, of your own richness, mm-hmm. and the other thing is it motivates you to change if you need to change. And I do think that each year I get both of those. Mm. Yep. Um, how am how did I not live this past year in a way that if um, I wasn't around, it would have left an awful hole. And sure. how can I live my next year um, differently? Yeah. And so that's a li- that's Scroogey, right? Like um, how can I wake up on Christmas morn? Mm-hmm. Who can I buy a big turkey for? Right? Yeah. Who can I give a raise to? Yeah. Who can I heal? Who can I serve? Um, and so that's why I-, I-, I like a movie that you can respond to. Yes. And this is that for me. It's not syrupy sweet which is i thought it was that these movies have gotten distilled down to that right and this is a extremely melancholy movie yes it's like a a cookie without salt in it would just be like (laughs) it's just like sweet and but it it doesn't rise properly yeah exactly but it's like yeah yeah they it's I, i love that it's not overly sweet that it's melancholy. That's why and that I've always thought you would love it. Yep. It's because it's, it's not that. It's actually pretty sad. Totally. And it's real. Like yep. so often kids are seen and not heard in movies. Mm-hmm. They're just like a background thing. They, they they were real and important. And he as a kid would like parent, mm-hmm. like his relationship with his parents. It's like it was very yeah. real. Yep. Loved it. I love it. Given space to be real. Given space to be weird. Given space to let the viewer actually consider their life yep. at the end. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'd say it's darn near perfect. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's what we think. Listener, what do you think? We're going to post a uh, a poll right as this. You can go there right now. You can go to Twitter. You can go to Facebook. You can go to our website. You can go to Instagram. Uh, you can send us an email. All of that is to Gomers. Vote now. Is It's a Wonderful Life, a perfect movie? Does it belong on the, our first perfect movie launch happening January 5th? Just real quick, Die Hard. Mm. Guess what? Guess what, Die Hard? What up, Die Hard? You did it. Woo. You did it, Bruce. Yeah. Alan Rickman, the, uh, over 90% from listener. Well, I'm assuming you're going to say yes. Yep, I'm saying true? yes. And our- I'm saying yes, too. One of our friends on Instagram said that the stricken that I gave was the reason that he couldn't vote. And I wonder which stricken it was. Well, I think the stricken was probably that you can't watch it all the time, like around kids. Oh, I'm I guessing. see. Yes. Yep. It's a, it's a little bit too body. That's not quite the word. Nope, it's no, not. it's well, not. There, it's there not. is one body part, right? We're like, close your eyes. Here come the boobs. True. That. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the bardiness. It's the language and the violence. Right. And that's yeah, that's, that's what blue. puts it. You're right. At least for him, put it. Uh, yeah. Regardless, it's going on the space shuttle to go out to V'ger to go to the Xenomorphs. That's going to happen January 5th. If you want to be a part of that, make sure 
you're subscribed to the bonus disc at patreon.com slash twogomers. At the end of the series here, I wanted to make sure we thank the right people. Adam, our webmaster, done an amazing job this season. Yes. Jason for our incredible graphics. Um, we're always putting Jason to work. <laughs> Jason rules. Um, and then we got to thank Davis for our oh. what I think made our podcast just step up a huge step up in quality. Davis yep. wrote us that amazing opening and outro music. Yes. We thank you. Thank you, Davis. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Adam. Our first movie in 2021 is going to be Selma. So if you want to hear that in January, make sure you go and subscribe at least 3.1, patreon.com slash twogomers. Great app. Hey, super fun, man. Thanks for introducing me to that movie and for a great series one of Perfect Movie. Yeah, so I usually say great up. I'll say great season. Mm, loved it. Loved every minute, dude. Yep. Me All too. right. Have a great Christmas. People are this is dropping Christmas Eve. I'm sure <laughs> listeners are gathered with Kith and Kin round the old radio <laughs> li- listening to the Gomers. To you we say have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. And have a great week. Make sure you check out our other feed uh, where we're going to be doing our one words in January. Uh, Just a lot of stuff coming from the Gomers. Yep. So good. All right, dude. Have a great week. You too, dude. And happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.